Welcome to the Fireside Gaming Podcast. Uh, today we are going to be talking a whole mess of stuff as always and it's even crazier because it's December and so much is going on. It's currently December 6, 2019. Uh, welcome to everybody who is tuning in, watching live. Uh, we're going to try and just let it be open for everybody today or everybody who's following at least in terms of the chat. All that good stuff. So what's up? Good to see you all. Uh, first thing I want to mention is, you know, a lot of people have been saying, congrats. We got on the uh, Forbes 30 under 30 list, which is, you know, a list that Forbes puts out there. Uh, you know, it, it's a pretty it's pretty awesome. Uh, it's pretty awesome to be part of that. Uh, myself and Steven are on it for Pipeline, which if you guys have not checked out, um, something we set up for streamers. Been working on it a lot this year, and it's pretty awesome to see. Uh, you know, it's just like I, I work on so much stuff and I've got my head down and I'm constantly, you know, just trying to get stuff done. So it's it's always awesome whenever there's any anything like that. And to honestly, like it's never anything I even considered like I, I would uh, be on. I had mentioned this earlier in the week, like, you know, I had seen seen that happen. I honestly couldn't even, uh, you know, it's just it's just crazy. Like I, I'd seen that back when I was in college and. I was like, oh, how do you even figure that out? Figure that out before you're 30. Come on, man. And sure enough, you know. But you know, it, it's awesome to see that. It was also, you know, is a similar vein as well. When in 2018, I got nominated for Streamer of the Year, uh, and that was also like, you know, just seeing the other people that are on that list too, and to to be in that regards is just to me, it's pretty mind blowing. So, but it's also it's awesome to kind of you know get some recognition in that sense and all, you know, I guess I'm just working so, so much and, and I, I've been able to dedicate so much to everything that I'm doing and that's, but that's what's awesome and that's a huge thank you to you guys who are all watching, supporting the content, everything that I do and let me quit my job, I don't know, what was it, three, four years ago now and just focus on doing all this stuff full time and it's, uh, it's awesome and so anyways, thank you to all you guys as well, you're all part of this a hundred percent um if you guys didn't know too something else that's really cool and it's got a bunch of big names on it that's coming up on the 13th is i'm actually going to be participating in the call of duty code bowl um which is going to be it's basically just you know streamer type tournament event i don't even know all the specific details of it quite yet uh but they invited me to it so i'm gonna be going down and taking part in it it's going to be against Dr. Disrespect, Summit, Syndicate, like some uh, so, some incredible names. There's like 10 of us competing, and we're all competing to raise money for the Call of Duty Endowment, which is a charity that we've raised money for in the past. On Veterans Day, we did a charity for them. That was super cool. Uh, but they help veterans in the U.S. as well as the U.K. find jobs, find good jobs. And so it's a super cool organization. I think they've helped like 63,000 people, which is like... I. I I literally have to double check it. That is insane uh, of what they're doing. And 100% of the proceeds go to that. So if you guys do want to donate on Team Stone Mountain 64, feel free. I do have a link in the description. I'll have one on my streams. But a lot of really cool people involved in that. So, you know, it's just another another super cool thing we got going on. But December's busy. I got a bunch of comments and questions from you guys as well. We put the post out to everybody today. So that's really exciting for the podcast. Typically, we run these for about an hour so. 30 minutes or so I try and keep it at, but you know, sometimes I like to yap and it is just myself. I do want to get some other people on here every once in a while and do some stuff there, but you know, 
We'll figure some more of that stuff out, I think, in 2020. We also got some more cool stuff cooking up for 2020 already. Uh, so, yeah. Anyways, we're not going to get at all that now because we got to talk gaming. Baby, Modern Warfare had the largest content drop in history for free. And, uh, yeah, well, we played it for that day. And I think maybe we were an outlier. I don't know. But if you watch the stream that day, it was pretty disappointing. Uh, you know, some some of it in terms of we couldn't play the ground war map that we wanted to play, brother. We spent an hour of the stream backing out of games, joining games, backing out of games, joining games, and back. And all three of us actually decided to go into our own. We were all on our own. One person was in Europe. One person's in North America. There's an East Coast, West Coast, and we're all just queuing in, trying to get the map, and we couldn't get it. We played it once after the end of like four hours, and then we kind of gave up. We did play the crash map, which was also just a bring back of a previous map, so... I'm waiting to see all the other, apparently all the other stuff is like, I don't know. Some people are saying like, it's just time gated. You can't play it yet. But other people are saying you could play it. So we had an absolute shit show trying to play the thing. Um, but I mean, it was cool once we did get on it. I actually did enjoy the map. And we, we only got to play it a few times because we did eventually get it on the very end. And we had a sick game. I'm probably going to be uploading a gameplay from it. Um, but yeah, there's four ground war maps out, so that is good now. And I'm honestly, I'm just happy that all of it's free. Uh, so I'm hoping to see them continue to develop and continue to go on that road. And my hope is that honestly, it does super well, and you know, it it is well received and, and things go well, so that they're inspired to do more free content and more free stuff rather than doing you know the traditional drop the game and then you pay for all the DLC to get everything afterwards, and then there's also other stuff and whatnot. So, anyways. Uh, pretty cool, but I like the map. I also haven't really been all that much into the 2v2s. I know that's, like, been one of the revolutionary modes. Um, bring back map voting, Patrick says. Dude, that is something, too, that I actually, uh, I saw a post out about Apex Legends. I don't know if you guys saw this meme. We talked about it a little bit, but there's, like, this, this post has been literally going viral around the internet of people saying, like, okay, what if you could vote which map you wanted to play? in apex and it's kind of like the opposite problem of people want to play you know the other maps but in call of duty like you don't get to choose which map you're going to play on ground war for example like you can't you can't vote that would actually be a great solution if you could vote for the next map that's what they used to do i'm not sure you know what what went into the decision making on changing that but the the thing that actually apex did really good was they didn't have in my opinion at least they didn't have a change up of you can choose the map or even it's random. Like it just lets you only play the new map. And to me, that was a, the right way to do it. Cause we saw a similar issue, at least a huge frustration. But again, for me was when we saw PUBG releasing new maps, especially, uh, I mean, all of the new maps that they had released, especially the first one or two of them, for sure, you would have to back out of games because it would put you on the old map. And it's like, people don't want to play the old map. So they end up backing out of it. And it was, I've talked about that all the time, but it's just something that drives me insane. And so that's why it was so frustrating to see Modern Warfare do the same exact mistake, in my opinion, of like, just let us play the new map because that's what we want to see, especially for something like Ground War where it takes like 20 minutes or whatever for a game to go into the next one. Um, but that's not it for, a I mean, Apex, I, I do see a lot of people though saying like, I want to play the old map. 
I like the old map. I miss it. And I do think, like, if they had some type of voting system in it, that might be cool. It might be interesting to at least try it. I didn't even really consider it. I never even thought about it, really. Uh, so to see that floating around was was pretty cool. But that's not it. Like, they also had the uh, update that dropped for Apex. And we kind of just only played that yesterday. And it's been out for a few days. But we finally got to it. There's just been so much going on. It's been insane. But... With firing range coming out, or I mean, with the update coming out, the only thing that really changed, though, so they changed the progression in the game, so you can now get to a higher level. But they don't—they didn't shift the game. Something that they've said from the beginning with Apex Legends is that they're not going to be shifting the actual meta of the game outside of the main seasons. Like they've done a couple tweaks, like they nerfed the charge rifle, and they've done a couple things along those lines. But they're keeping their major shifts to actual season changes, which I kind of like, but it's also kind of slow. In terms of keeping it fresh and wanting to play, that's why like some of my buddies that I typically play with, like Acculate and when Tom, like he hadn't played it for a really long time because there's just there's not a lot of new on it to make make some spicy content on. You know what I mean? But the one thing that they did do that was super good, and it's something that's it's something that's so small, so small that they did, but it, it made it so good was they made the firing range, first of all, they made the firing range like you can, it's not like the little training intro thing anymore. Fantastic decision. Um, they added some dummies in it that made it, that were actually realistic and not three-headed dummies that were useless to practice shooting on, but they added some like actual characters with proper model sizes that you could practice on. Fantastic. But they turned it so you can bring other people in and turn friendly fire on people. If you haven't seen my clip one V one in on Instagram from yesterday, I put it on Facebook. I put it everywhere because it's just, it was just, it was so fun, dude. It was so much fun yesterday being able to go in and just do whatever the hell we wanted. It's like custom games in PUBG when they had that. And it's like custom games in, in halo. When I used to do that call of duty, of course I do that. Like I, that's just something that I'm a huge fan of in general. And, you know, it goes back to, like, doing LAN games, which I know is a lot of people really enjoyed as well. It's just, like, you can just play with your friends, do whatever the hell you want in the game. And, like, that made it that made it so much fun to actually go in. And it just gave us freedom. Like, we literally did uh, 1v1 octagon melee battles. We did 1v1 octagon fence-only battles. No melee, only Watson fences. Arkstar only with jump pads, Watson fences down, Kraber battles, uh, Mozambique battles, zipline battles. Like, we did so much stuff yesterday, and that was just, like, the first day of even and even thinking of stuff. And I didn't even know that was really even a... Like, that was the first day we even tried it and went in with just a couple buddies. And it was, it was such a good time. It was incredible. But it's like, well, how do we... It would be... And that's why, like, this is what I've been talking about for so long. And it's like, if they went for the route of esports, cool, yeah, do that. Sure, but, like, this is where it would be so cool if we could do some more, like, custom games in Apex. If, like, we could do even the regular Battle Royale in custom games and do some crazy rules and just even, like, community events or whatever. Uh, the sky's the freaking limit, man. It could be it could be so much fun. And that's what I mean. That just goes back to even just modding games in general and doing whatever the hell you want in games in the first place. So, 
and I, that was it was just really cool. And um, you know, it's a small change, but that was a lot of fun yesterday. And I definitely I, I would love to do some more of that. We'll see, you know, how much we can keep fresh and keep doing stuff like that, or maybe we warm up on it, or maybe we get some different people in. They also had an Easter egg in the game, which I kind of teased out a little bit, but that was basically it made the dummy targets uh, come to life. And that's something that I'm happy is at least kind of in the game. They don't really move around all that much, so I don't think it's really going to be something you can practice on as much. It's probably better to practice in a 1v1 against somebody else or 1v1v1. Uh, but yeah, that's... Uh, I, th I think it's a it's a pretty cool direction to be going. Daryl G asked, um, how can... And I, I got some questions in here that you guys had asked as well. It's just, you know, at, at, uh, for here. Daryl G said, how can you... How can Apex remain entertaining for casual players? Yeah, I guess I kind of talked about that. But to me, that's like... It's the limited time events are great. I think that's probably the best. Actually, that's probably a better way to do it for like the more casual players who aren't going to get involved in, you know, playing in a big community type game or doing something like that. I think the real solution is doing these limited time modes that you can just queue into and anybody can play without any restrictions. The bigger problem if, with doing that, though, is like the um, uh, that last Halloween event that they did where people just don't treat it as seriously. For some of the games, yeah, I played it serious. I, I had fun. Like I, I played it legit, and I was trying and, and doing good. But then, you know, after I played it uh, 50 times or whatever, I kind of just wanted to complete the challenge and then go on to do something else. And then people got really pissed, pissed at me because I wasn't playing the objective and, you know, playing it correctly in a lot of ways. But it's like, also, I just kind of got bored with it. So then I just stopped playing it altogether. Um... But it's like if we were in like a more custom environment where like, you know, we could we had or even just like a group of friends, like if you just got like five, ten buddies in and they were they could all play and actually try together. And like that, that would be to me a lot more fun than making it something just general and public. Um, and yeah, I think but I think that just at least that they're limiting it to two weeks, I think makes it better and is still good for casual players. So. If they keep experimenting with that and doing that, I know we've actually, I don't know if you guys have seen, but I saw some leaks on the internet for uh, a Christmas event that's coming with some of the skins, and it was like called the Ho Holiday Express Train or something like that. I don't know. I saw, uh, did you guys see? Yeah, Shadowfall was the other mode. Yeah, that was the name of it. But I didn't, um, uh, the, the guy that always, you know, data mines everything, the data mine guy, literally I think that's his name. I think that was the guy who posted about it. We're talking about Apex, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see what they uh, what they do with it and how well that keeps the casual people engaged. But to me, get the people that are already super engaged even more engaged, you know? Like, I don't know. I think it'd be dope. I think it'd be great. Bronson T asks, uh, but I'm also, I'm kind of biased because, you know, I'm super engaged with the game. So I get it. Uh, Bronson T says, what do you think of Apex skill-based matchmaking in regular public matches? Does it take away from the ranked matchmaking? This is an interesting topic. So, apparently, reading through some of the tweets from the game devs, this, has a, this was apparently added to the game, the skill-based matchmaking, at the end of Season 2. So, prior to Season 3 even coming out. So, we played Season 3 with skill-based matchmaking in. Um, personally, over the past... You know, when we did go back and play it with Aculite Soltech, like, 
we ended up doing as well as ever. I hadn't really noticed a lot of the skill-based matchmaking involved. There's definitely been some games that are way more try-hard than ever, and sometimes, you know, you'll run into like five or six or seven teams that really know what they're doing rather than the more typical two to three teams that really know what they're doing and everybody else is, you know, you could still do okay. And that's kind of the public match mentality, which you're kind of talking about here, right? Versus if you're going to play ranked, everybody in the game is at your same skill level. And by competing and playing it at that, like in that ranked playlist, now you're going to be going up against people that are the same skill level and you will get ranked for it. It's a lot sweatier the whole time. You really got to try hard. It's a little crazier. I get the concept of them wanting to break it out. So, and apparently like the data shows that, uh, it is very good and healthy for the game to have a skill-based matchmaking, even for the public games, because it spreads everybody out. Again, a point where I'm kind of biased. I know what I'm doing a little bit more in the game since I've been playing it so much. And so if I'm going up against slightly newer players, I can have a very great, more casual, relaxed time. I don't really even need to try that hard or I can goof off with my buddies and we can still clean house and do great. Like that's, that's great. Like I, I love to play games like that. That's how I play games a lot. That's part of the thing is like, I come with a skill set into a game. I already know how to play it. I can typically do really decently and pretty well at it, especially early on before everybody else really figures a lot of the game out. And then once everybody starts like PUBG, pretty much like a lot of people know how to play PUBG now. And so it's very difficult. So the people that are still really dominating that are really good. Uh, and that's fun to watch too. That's great as well. But I kind of been bouncing around. But anyways, uh, I don't really know. Like, I see both sides of it for sure. Um, I don't know if there's, like, a perfect solution to it. I think that there definitely should be at least some uh, divide there where new players have a chance to come in and not just get stomped by people that are literally already Apex Predator and getting just just destroyed. Like, I just don't, I don't think that caters well to new people coming onto the game. But I also think it is good to go, uh, I don't know. And I think as well, I think that having the limited time modes does help to just be like, hey, all right, we're not really, you know, this is kind of just, this is more casual. This is clearly more casual, you know, go, go, uh, have a, have a time with it. But I know I have been seeing a lot of people who are really hating the skill-based matchmaking and the fact that that is in the game, um, so yeah, I'd I'd have to probably I'd want to hear more people's opinions on it. I think even to just better understand it overall. But that's kind of what I've gathered from it so far. Um, because I know Fortnite does that as well. Like they introduced something similar to that, and people were also really mad at that as well. Uh, speaking of Fortnite too, I actually went in played a little bit of that last week. Uh, first game in. Got the dub. Still got it. I don't know if maybe it's skill based matchmaking with a bunch of noobs though. I don't know. They seemed to know what they were doing though. The last fight, I was getting pushed like push, 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 and then I was come, trying to recover from my final one. The dude pushes in on me. Pow, blasting him with the shotgun. We got it. It's actually pretty sick. Um then I lost every game after that, but still, you know, we got one. That's all that matters, right? <laughs> right? Oh, dude. Yeah. The other thing that we played, I'm just reading the chat a bit here. 
not to brag yeah not to brag or anything you know I, I wouldn't i would never brag or anything like that you know um just you know just saying uh just saying what happened <laughs> uh the other thing that we did play this week was halo reach that came out on pc super excited that that actually dropped uh, finally i actually didn't even realize it until last week i was like oh my gosh it's already time it's coming it's coming and it happened to be on the same day that Apex was getting an update and Modern Warfare is getting an update. So, so much going on. But we did play it for one day. I only played the multiplayer on it. We never even did the uh, playthrough, like the the story, which we might do. We might do a co-op playthrough of. I, I'm not sure. Uh, but multiplayer was sick. It definitely, it didn't run perfectly smooth. It wasn't running running like Apex Legends, which is probably like to me one of the the best running games right now. Call of Duty also runs very well on my PC for me, although both games do occasionally crash. But uh, there was some like I was getting good frame rate, but the actual game itself, when I was moving my mouse quickly while strafing, it would look like the character model was moving at maybe. 30 or 60 frames per second, whereas the background and everything else was still moving at the same frame rate. So it looked a little choppy. And it's hard to really portray that as well on stream or to the audience because you guys see at most 60 frames per second. That's what the platform's limited to. I'm seeing over 100 frame rate. My monitor goes up to 165. I'm playing in 1440p. So you're not seeing exactly what I'm seeing here. So it doesn't always translate. But overall, it ran really well. The games were insanely fun, and I think a big part of that, too, is just I have so much previous experience in Halo, and so a lot of it was coming back to me of just memories playing the playing the game and, and um, you know, some of the movements and stuff. I actually didn't play Halo Reach as much as a lot of the other games. I played a lot more Halo 1, Halo 2, but the way they're setting it up with the Master Chief Collection is pretty cool. It seems like they're going to keep dropping all of the games, and you just boot up this one Master Chief Collection game, you could toggle which modes, which games you want to play, and it'll just choose the right thing. Like, it seems like it's going to be something, once this is actually, everything is out, it's going to be super cool. Um, but that was a that was an insane time, and it was a lot of fun playing with the buds on that one as well. I think that, you know, that'll, I think that obviously made it, uh, made it pretty great uh, overall. The other really big piece of news that I saw, which is actually just today, I mean, there's been a couple couple big things in the in the realm of everything, but this one I thought was super, super cool. I didn't see, I mean, maybe it's blowing up now. I don't know. I saw it right when it was posted, but um, Dr. Disrespect signed a TV development deal with the creators of The Walking Dead, apparently. This was just posted in The Hollywood Reporter. Um it looks like he's going to be making a TV show based on the character. And, uh, you know, love him or hate him, that is super cool overall. And I, I was reading the article, and he's like, you know, he said he was basically saying he doesn't feel like he's pioneer for streamers, but I feel like 100% he is. And, you know, this is like, it's just opening, I think, more doors for opportunities that we just really haven't seen. It was something else that I saw. Uh, Ninja actually did a really cool interview as well. Obviously, awesome dude in the industry. 
like paving the way for a lot of this stuff. And he was talking about in the interview, he, he had mentioned, I think that he was like potentially going to be in two different movies. Like he had shot and I, I don't know if he'll like, maybe it's going to get cut. I don't know exactly what the, he didn't say anything about that, but that's super cool. Because if you think about it, like, let's say, let's say this show that doc does, which is basically like the, the, what I was reading from it. I, what I understood is that like, they're going to create a, you know, like the backstory, like the origins, the coming up of Dr. Disrespect and uh, whatever. Like, you know, like I think it's, I'm hoping it's really funny. It's really good. Um, but like if that ends up doing super well and it's like, oh man, look at all this interest for, you know, streamers or content creators getting involved. It's like, we've seen a lot of content creators getting involved with more mainstream type stuff, but uh you know, that opens a lot of doors, and that industry also has a lot of funding, whether it's like, what if it could be something like on Netflix picking a show up or something like that could be, that's like, that's like big money, um, so that could be cool for, for you know, our, our but like, people think like, oh, this industry is already like fully fledged out, we're done, we can't, can't get into this anymore. And this is all just this is all just baby steps right now for a lot of stuff. So I think it's really exciting. I thought that was a really, 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 really cool. So props to Doc for uh, doing that move. And you know, it's, it'll be cool to see that coming together. You know, they don't really have much details or anything on it, but definitely gonna be keeping an eye out on it. Um, I also had some other questions from you guys. O and L asks, "Do you believe it is worth switching to PC gaming? I play Apex and PlayStation Four." Oh, on the PlayStation 4, and I'd have to completely start over progress, unlock items, etc. This is what I would say, Owen. I think it definitely can be. If you want to play on PC, PC, like, the graphics, depending on, you know, what you get, like, the graphics can be better, the quality can be better, the frame rate can be better, the smoothness of everything. Like, it's just, it's it's hard once you actually play it and see it to be like, Oh man, like I go back and play on a console. I'm like, what am I doing, man? This is crazy. Uh, but you know, I'm obviously playing on like a pretty beastly rig. And it was the same thing that I experienced too when I played 1440p for the first time. I remember I was at this event for Titanfall 2. Um, they brought us in to capture and play some of the game. And uh, I, we were playing on 1440, and I was just like, holy bananas, this is crazy. And then I went back and I was like, oh, I, I got it, dude. I just love it personally. So I was super down for it as well as mouse and keyboard like that that opens up a lot of freedom for me that yeah I always loved playing on controller I've been console most of my life still like it for certain things but I really enjoy it if you want to try it is hard to switch though and that in particular is definitely kind of sucks and that's one of the reasons why like you know grant um what's the red dead redemption was on PlayStation and then in in a like it came to PC uh, but none of the stuff transfers over, and I do not want to go play it all again. Like, I just, I, I don't want to do that. So I'm like, well, F that. It was a similar thing with GTA. I never really went back and I did, I played it a bit on PC, you know, but um, I didn't get as into it as I probably would have if stuff would have transferred over too. So maybe it'll be like if a new game comes out, that'll be easier if you really are interested. What I'd say too is if you want to, you can just plug a mouse and keyboard into your console I know a lot of people really hate that, but if you want to just experience what it's like, you can do that, especially for like Call of Duty, if you have that, plug it in and it's natively supported. You don't need any other third-party software, hardware, nothing. It's natively supported. I don't know if Apex is as well. Um, 
So I would say stick to a game where it is just already supported rather than having to get other stuff. But yeah, I really enjoy it. I, I actually, when I got my computer, I had no intention of playing on the computer. I got it with the intention of oh, strictly using it for video editing, for uh, streaming, and for stepping up all of that. But then I started, I just tried it out and I was like, because I got a computer that was good enough for everything, you know, like I got a, a high-end computer that I built myself, my first one. And then I was like, well, this is going to be hard to go back from. <laughs> so, yeah, but it honestly, like play wherever you're, it, it depends where your friends and buddies are too. And if you do need anybody on PC, if you do join in on it, I highly recommend joining in our discord server. Um, that's what I've set my server up for. Uh, Darren B asks, why do you have your FOV set so high? This I thought was a, I, I don't think we've really talked about this all that much. I don't know if people know this, um, or what FOV even is. That's your field of view in games, right? So that is how much you see on your peripherals. Like, you know, take your hands and just cover your eyes here. You can only see what's directly in front of you. And then just, it zooms in a bit, right? Like that's the effect that the games do is they make it so you can't see as far to your sides you can only see what's right in front of you, and then they make it bigger. So it becomes a lot easier at lower FOVs when you have less view and less radius. You're seeing less on your screen. So if something is, and you're kind of more zoomed in a little bit, so if something's really far away, it looks closer, and it can be easier to line up a shot. For example, if you're going to be doing some long-range sniping or you know, you're just trying to spot some very fine details super far away. Okay, but the counter to that is now if you're in a close range, if you're in a close range battle with somebody and you got blinders on your eyes, and you can only see what's directly in front of you. If somebody's standing right to your right, close to your right, you can't even see them at all. And they might just blast you with a shotgun and you're like, where did it even come from? Whereas if your field of view is higher and you can see your peripheral visions on this screen and you see this person to your side, you can easily figure out where they are, stay on them. And that's where just it, it becomes a, uh, a little smoother. And that's why, too, you'll see often uh, it'll decrease your performance of your computer because you also have just so much more information when you have a wider feed of view. Like, more stuff is rendering in on your screen. So, yeah, everything be becomes way harder to actually, first of all, see, but also the computer's rendering more. But the benefit is, so I'm playing on PC. Again, I'm playing in 1440p. I see more pixels. My screen is 27 inches. I'm sitting pretty close to it. I can still see people that are pretty far away. So that's why I typically bump mine up. Um, I was playing at like the maximum field of view. I've dropped mine down a little bit since then. So that way it's, because that way it just helps me a little bit because those targets that are really small become a little bit bigger. Not that that becomes easier to hit, but it's just easier to see and kind of figure out when you got your crosshair on them. That because so that's why I, I'll typically play it slightly higher, especially in a game like Apex Legends and Call of Duty, for example, because the majority of the fights are all happening so close quarters. You get a bigger advantage playing close quarters. Same thing with a higher sensitivity in close quarters because that gives you the ability to quickly turn around, hit somebody. When normally, if they're super far away, like you don't need to have a high sensitivity because you're moving so finite that you want it to be on lower sense. That's that. That's that trade off that you always have to deal with. And we can, we, I mean, we could talk for 40 minutes about sensitivity as well, but we're not going to talk about all that now, but hopefully that uh, answers at least some of your question on um, field of view. And people will do it for a variety of reasons, but that's just what I've gathered from talking to a lot of people, 
who have been playing PC for a long time from listening to a bunch of different people talk about it. Like that's what I've gathered and that's how I implement it. If you have any other reasons of why you're changing your FOV or anything, or if anybody else does always, you know, let me know. I'd love to love to think about more reasons of why you would want it higher or low, but that's my uh, thought process right now. Sam A asks if modern warfare brought a battle Royale into the mix, what are some mechanics or features you would want to see added? And on the opposite side, what are some of the things that you should stay away from? Or they should stay away from. I've talked a lot about Battle Royales over the years. Um, and when it comes to Call of Duty's Battle Royale, they've mentioned that, or it's been leaked that there is one coming. It's been leaked that it's going to be a 200-player Battle Royale. Not necessarily leaked, but data mined, and it can change. We don't really know the specifics, but... I think that would be huge if it was a 200-player. I think if there is a massive battle royale, that would be huge. So something I don't think is going to happen until we get you know more advancements in technology, but do it. I would love to see it. In terms of this mode, though, what I would love to see is like a more realistic take on it. You know, Call of Duty, and I don't know if that would necessarily happen or not, but something more along the lines of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. I just, I fell in love with that game in a lot of ways, especially because, you know, there's no hit markers in that game. And Call of Duty probably will have hit markers. That's just Call of Duty. So I'm not expecting him to get rid of hit markers. But it would be really great if there was no radar. It's kind of similar to how what they did in Blackout. Like, there was no radar in Blackout either. There was, you know, the motion sensor dart, which you can shoot and use. I just... I realized after playing PUBG that I hate looking at UI to try and give me information that I should be able to figure out on my own. Like, I would much rather just play a game and experience it and try and use sound in my eyes to spot and figure out where enemies are and to make decisions based off of that rather than... Because I notice, like, going back and playing Call of Duty in the multiplayer right now, I'm constantly just having to look at the minimap. And look at the radar for where people are pinging. Okay, this guy's above me, over in that direction. Now I can start looking for him and figuring it out. And that's what everybody just has to do. It's something that, but I like. I spend so much time looking at the minimap. It's just I, I don't like it quite as much. So if they could keep it away from that, I think that would be great. I think also uh, armor adjustments, and I, I think the armor has been a huge problem in a lot of games when they've come out i think it was when blackout first came out they made a lot of adjustments to the armor and it became better over time which is great i'm hoping they learn from that but even like you know you look at like battlefield when they dropped their game they had a huge issue with armor and replenishing the armor for it and it's just mechanics that didn't work well for that that drove me crazy and i think a lot of people as well that just it just that can flat out ruin the game right at the beginning of it i think as well that's one of the things that I loved so much about Apex Legends is they have such a, I feel like they have a great approach to how armor works where when you kill somebody and you go to loot them, that armor's back to full. That's such a cool mechanic to me that it's like, and they have some protection for the people that are down too. So I, I really liked that. Uh, as well as I think PUBG did a pretty good job with it too. If you kill somebody, assuming you don't like headshot them with a car 98 and a level two helmet and that'll pop it immediately. Most of the time, they still have at least some leftover armor, so you can pick that up and you'll still be able to use it. If I remember correctly in Blackout and in, I think it was in Call of Duty 2, like you broke the armor and it was just like so broken or completely broken, like you couldn't use it. Or you had to break the armor first and then you would go to loot them and it was just completely broken. 
and it just it added so much confusion and time to figure all this stuff out that it just wasn't um so I'm hoping that they keep it simple and that the armor adjustment is well. I like it where it gives you a little bit of time to react. Like if you start getting shot at, you're not going to immediately die. Unless there's like a power weapon that immediately shuts you down. Sure, I get that. But I like having some little time to react. But sometimes like the health pool just gets crazy. At least from stuff that I've seen in Blackout more recently, like the health pool is crazy high. Uh, and that's, again, that's just a personal preference that some people like that because then you got tons of time to react. Like a game like Apex Legends, you got tons of time to react, to react, especially if it's a one-on-one situation, you can start making some outplays and some crazy stuff. But if it's going to be a realistic game, and that's what I see Call of Duty as, is this modern shooter that is a realistic game. And so if they have like a realistic mode and they've got, you know, realistic, more so at least, time to kill, and you don't have crazy armor health pools where you're going to be having to take 20 bullets from a light machine gun to die or whatever it is, uh, I think that would be great. In terms of what to avoid, I, I personally, avoid claymores in the game. Avoid any of the annoying, like, free, uh, free kill stuff. To me, that's what like claymores are. People have been, I've seen so many people request PUBG to add claymores and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I would, I would hate to see that in the game personally, because it's just like, oh, you run around the corner and die after you've been looting stuff for 20 minutes. And like, you just die to some random claymores, like some random event that takes no skill or no anything to figure out. Like, that's what I want to avoid as much as possible, because that's for me where a lot of the frustration comes in. And, you know, that's so I'm hoping that some of the more free kill annoying mechanics like that are kind of left out uh, of the game. Wesley C asks, um, how do you plan what you're playing on stream when you're in new season of content overload? Every day is dropping new stuff or games or like the old Halo are releasing. Yeah. Yeah, it's been crazy this week, man. Honestly, it's it's hard to decide on a lot of that stuff. It was really hard because Halo dropped. COD update dropped, Apex dropped. Like, we could do 1v1s, customs. I, there was so much stuff going on. And I've had to shift a lot of the stuff, a lot of stuff that I, the way that I even make content as well, because normally I wouldn't have even covered half of that, like in the past. But uh, a lot of it just depends on, on the audience, what you guys all want to see, as well as the importance of what it is to me. So, you know, I really wanted to play the Blackout, the new Ground War map. So we started with that, for example. And that's one of the problems is that we couldn't even get the map to load. So, you know, that was pretty disappointing. I haven't really gone back and played COD since, which I got to start practicing for this tournament I'm going to be part of. So I got to, I'm going to be playing that. That's my deciding factor for playing more Call of Duty in the next week is going to be practicing for this tournament. Uh, just so I don't, you know, at least I can hold my own is my hope on that. If not, you know, uh, do some dominating out there would be nice. But, um, yeah, and then yeah, I really wanted to play some Halo, so I just kind of prioritized that afterwards. Of course, like I still I, like I would love to do some more World of Warcraft raids and stuff like that. Doesn't go over quite as well, so it's always it's always kind of figuring stuff out. But it's a lot of deciding, at least right now for me, it's a lot of deciding and seeing like you know what is it that you guys all want to see? What can I make entertaining for you guys that are already you know part of my audience, tuning in, supporting my content, and um, yeah, you know making it fun, seeing what we can do with it. Swells where where I think I could I could take some stuff. 
like Halo, like the 1v1s yesterday. We literally didn't even play a single game yesterday in Apex. Not a single game in, a, in the entire stream. We only did 1v1s or, you know, firing range the whole, the whole day. Um, Judson N asks, do you find it difficult to maintain friendships with streamers who utilize the same platform to you? He noticed that I've been playing a lot with Aculite, Tom, those guys play on Twitch. Is there any reason I stopped playing with other people and whatnot? I think if you guys have been around for a while, you probably know that, um, you know, I, I don't think there's, I, I don't really think about it in terms of, oh, hey, this person's like, I, I don't want to do this because this person's on the same platform as me at, at all. Like, if you guys have seen, like, I'm I'm trying to convince Aculite and Tom and these guys that I'm playing with to come over here so that way I can just raid them after stream or share them after stream. Like, when we play with Soltech, like, we've been playing with Soltech and whatnot. Uh, you know, I used to... A big part of a, what it is is, like, or, you know, like, I've been playing with Candy some more because it, it's just, like, Aculite doesn't want to play Apex right now or... Tom doesn't want to play it. So it's like, I got to find some people to play with on that front. Uh, and like, or for example, like I used to play with level cap a lot. Dude is insane. I love him. And I've been watching his content way before I ever even played with him. And so it was, it was an honor to even play with him. We played a bunch of PUBG together and he streams on Facebook as well. Uh, some of my absolute favorite moments are, are playing that. I love the videos I did with him. I uh, would love to play more with him, but he's playing some other games, and we just don't play the same games so much right now. He stopped playing PUBG and then whatnot. Well, I'm sure we'll play some games together again in the future. It just kind of depends what I'm playing, what other people are playing, as well as what time. So, like, you know, we play with pool. Like, sometimes I'll come online, Pool Shark, Audio. Those guys already got a group rolling and everything, and um, they stream much earlier in the day. They're on the East Coast. So it all just really depends, man. But I got no, no problem. Like, I try and... Uh, support as many of my friends and whoever that I can a lot of it though comes down to whenever I'm deciding who I want to play with or whatever is it comes down to the content and what we can make dope ass fun content and that's why it's been so much fun like Tom recently quit his job and so he's been full-time content creating uh and we've been we've been ripping a bunch of games together and it's been so much fun dude it's been so much fun having a goof. Like even yes, yesterday in the Apex one v ones, we're freaking. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. So that's a lot of what you know. It comes down to me, but no, I, I don't think it, that's just like those guys I've been playing with for a long time, Tom and Aculite. And you know, it, it it's weird because like I, I've only been playing with them for like two years or so, I think. But uh, they're definitely great buds now, and it's fun that they are, they're just around and playing the games that I'm playing, which is even that much better in terms of us, you know, always playing together. Um, and at that time of day, fortunately, Aculite gets up a little later, so it works out really well <laughs> on, uh, for me, cause I get up super early and he's on the East coast. And so anyways, like it, it works out really well. And, uh, yeah, anyways, uh, those were the main questions that I had for today. We went through a massive amount of stuff. Look at that. It wasn't, e oh my gosh not even an out an hour yet oh kingslayer what up dude as well thoughts on the battle royale next year do you think the industry is getting more on board or diversifying into other types of gameplay arenas rpgs etc hmm yeah you know it is interesting right now that is a really interesting question battle royales have definitely i think been 
losing some interest to people. I think a lot of uh, a lot of people were obviously super enthralled with this idea of what it was in the first place. Like, you know, Hunger Games was popping and then the Battle Royale games started coming up and it was like, oh my gosh, and PUBG just bonkers exploded. Like, it, it was crazy. If you guys remember, like, it took number one on Steam. It just took over. And then after that, Fortnite just super exploded way bigger than that and it was free um i 100 percent think that will happen again i mean it was similar to even like the call of duty battlefield rivalry that happened a few years before that there's going to be some other like it, gaming is just too big not to have something like this going on and so many people are now like more accepting of it at ever at, than ever before that if another game does come out that it um, my guess is it probably will be a different genre of something um that's like as revolutionary of the key is with with battle royale 2 is how simple it is last person alive wins you can explain it in one sentence even if you don't know anything about the game or any of the details or the complexities of building and whatnot in, in a battle royale like how simple is that for somebody to get into to watch to see even if it's whatever right like um so i i do but i i 100 think there's potential i think there's something that will will come i don't know what necessarily it's going to be you know maybe it's going to be vr becoming super easy and affordable and taking over my guess honestly is that it's probably going to be something with mobile phones it's going to be something like pokemon go remember when pokemon go came out that took over the world i myself included i went outside believe it or not i went outside and um Everybody else was all, like, I went out to the park, and there's freaking everybody was just walking around at the park, like, all by the Pokestops, spinning their little dials. A lot of people still played the game. Um, so, you know, and, uh, I mean, that could be that could be anything, man. But I do think Battle Royale still have a huge future in them, and to me, like, they are still, if I'm going to play any of the games, I think they're some of the truly best games out there. Uh, a lot of people don't really care much for them, and that's cool too. A lot of people don't care for Pokemon Go either. You know what I mean? But um, if they come out with, you know, let's say tech gets better and we do actually get a 1,000 player battle royale, like was talked about by uh, that game, that Mavericks game we always talk about that just completely disappeared. While that's not necessarily a different battle royale game, if there is a 1,000 player battle royale, like, think about how insane that would be. And, and if you could, I mean, it could be it could be really insane. So, you know, in terms of next year specifically, who knows if something else comes up or whatnot. I, I think Call of Duty could be pretty aw- I, I That's what I'm really looking forward to. If Call of Duty Battle Royale really is sick and good, I, I still think there's a lot of gas in the tank for, uh, call, uh, excuse me, for Battle Royales. So, it, but it's just like, and it's interesting to me that, like, you know, even maybe maybe people are banking off of Battle Royales just being a fad that's going to die. I, I, maybe. Because, like, if you look at, like, Ubisoft, they never even came out with theirs. I've been talking about that forever. I'm like, when is Ubisoft going to come out with a Battle Royale? And, um, you know, I thought Rainbow Six Siege was going to have, have one or something because they've got so many characters. Like, they, they've got so much stuff for stuff like that that... Uh, yeah, man. I think it'd be interesting. Oculus Quest sold out right now. I mean, that is that is true. The Oculus Quest is pretty dope. 
it's completely wireless. You don't need it. Like that's getting closer. That's what I've talked about in the past when we've talked about VR. It's getting closer. Uh, it's still a bit heavy. It's still not perfect, but that is the right direction, right? Completely, you just take this device, put it on. It's a self, completely self-contained unit that you don't need wires. You don't need cables. Even the controllers are wireless. You don't need a computer for it. It's crazy. I, I use the Oculus Rift S, I think, was the one that I've been using, and we are going to be getting more into some VR. There's actually a couple cool games that I am going to be checking out. Um, and now we've got some more space for it. I haven't even I haven't even done, gotten into that yet. Uh, I'm still figuring out a couple other dynamics. But yeah, there's a couple cool ones that we're going to be checking out there. Is that though like going to be a huge? I think it's going to be pretty big, but I just don't know how accessible that is. And a lot of the games that I've even played for it are still not like, you know, you play it and it's just it's still very disorienting, even playing it. It feels, it just, it can, and I'm a guy, I don't get motion sickness. I, I can take boats that are rocky as hell. I'm good with that. I can play games in cars, read books in cars, no problemo. I don't get sick in VR either, but it is, it is disorientingly weird sometimes when you're like, and maybe it's just I'm not even used to it yet. When, when you're like, if you turn your head and your character's running one way, but you're moving, it's just, it's very weird because you're not actually moving but you are moving and it looks it looks so convincing and I love VR like I think it's super cool I think it's it's very it's such an experience it it really is um but I don't know what's going to be like the, the the big takeover for that if if anything um Yeah, it fools the brain for the motion. Yeah, it's just it's it's weird. It, I yeah, and there there probably is some more technical stuff than just weird, but uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's what I've kind of come to realize on it. So, anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Prior to the stream start, and we do these every other week. I thank you guys all for commenting, hanging out. I know I can't read everything and catch up on it, but we will be live in the stream as we always are, noon Pacific, every weekday. This is really the big recap of everything that's been going on, everything that we've been talking about, playing on this show. It goes up on iTunes, Spotify. Just search Stone Mountain 64 or uh, the uh, uh, Fireside Gaming Podcast, and it should pop up. If you guys want to give it a rating, I can't. I, I I'm so I'm surprised, pleasantly surprised, I should say, uh, of all of the awesome ratings and reviews you guys have been leaving on stuff, as well as even just my Facebook page in general. You guys are freaking awesome. Thank you for supporting the content as always. Listening in, my name of course has been SoMad64, and I'll see you guys soon. Sit for this one, SoMad64 over and out. <laughs>